are listening to the So Driven podcast with our guest today, Faye Jacobs. Faye has a professional background in digital marketing, working with some of the biggest super brands in the world. After having her first child, she faced a very real crossroads so many career women face. Was she to become a stay-at-home mom and say goodbye to her career? Or was she to keep climbing that corporate ladder only to see her children at the weekends? She chose to give up her career, but refused to believe that she couldn't have it all. Today, she is a full-time parent of three young children and in her spare time runs a multi-million pound global online business in the health and wellness industry. You are listening to the So Driven Podcast with me, your host, Serena Dodd. Each week, we will dive deep into the inner workings of leaders. We will talk about their story, their challenges, their triumphs, and ultimately what drives that quest for success. Wanting to listen to a corporate type of approach to leadership? I'm afraid you're in the wrong place. Here, we like to be raw, a bit silly, progressive, and 100% unconventional. Uh, I just want to welcome Faye Jacobs to the podcast. Uh, can you believe that, <laughs> that, you know, back in August when we were all heading off to the X Factor I was going to say concert, but it was not a concert, X-Factor filming, uh, that we would be in this position having a chat about leadership. I know, I know. <laughs> I will never look at the audience of any of those TV shows in the same way again. Now I know they have to sit there for about nine hours <laughs> to get that half an hour show. But yeah, but you know, what came out of that was an amazing friendship. And now yeah. here we are. Yes, exactly, exactly. So how is it now coming out of lockdown for you? What, what's, what's life like for you at home? To be honest, um, I've really enjoyed lockdown. I've missed, you know, if I could really kind of like categorize what is, what is it I've missed? I've missed my family. I've missed not being able to cuddle my parents. That's probably been my number one thing because I see my, my family quite a lot. But outside of that, I've loved being at home. I've loved having the walks. My business is literally booming, you know, because of the, of the industry that I'm in and because of the products that we offer. Um, so I'm having like this really lovely flow of work. The kids are so much more relaxed being at home, um, probably because we're not starting the day with me screaming to get their shoes on, to eat their breakfast quicker, to get out of the house. We're starting the day in a more positive way. I, I'm actually really enjoying it and I'm, I'm getting a bit nervous about what normal life is looking like now you know as we're starting to filter back in so my youngest went back to school and my eldest is going to go back in a couple of weeks just for you know a week and a half and um, my husband's going to go back into the office next week and um, you know my biggest concern is the poor dog the dog's not been left alone <laughs> for three months you know yeah you but say that otherwise... and actually having to dress properly and having to wear trousers because obviously I'm <laughs> doing absolutely everything on Zoom now. So it's, um, yeah, I've enjoyed the process, actually. It's just, it's been really enlightening, I think, having this real different way of living, something that I think everyone's kind of wanted to happen, but you needed someone to give you permission to be at home, to to take your foot off the gas, to, you know, kind of spend I more time. I almost really enjoy what you've, what you've spent time building, really. Totally. And this was like, you know, the thing is, there was always like an ongoing argument at home where my husband would always want to go out. And I'd like, I just, I just want to enjoy the house. And now he's got no choice. <laughs> There's no arguments because we have to stay at home. So it's actually, it's literally worked out brilliantly um in that sense but uh yeah I mean they're being downsized but you know now it's starting to lift a little bit we'll have friends in the garden you know they've got you know getting back into that something I do miss wearing heels not gonna lie I miss like having an occasion to get dressed up I can't wait to go out my first proper cocktail that's not been out of a can from Waitrose you know and actually start living that you know that kind of lifestyle again but generally I've loved it yeah, I think a lot of people are going to find it hard sort of adapting to go back into normal life. But just by speaking to you, you can see just how driven you are and how focused you are on your business. Um, we'll get into your business in a minute. But have you found that there's been a, a dip in that during this time? Have you found that you've been able to relax with it or have you found that you've been more driven with it? How has it worked for you? 
Well, I would say that the business that I am in, and it's probably the same for all business owners, but I find it quite emotional, you know, because it's real kind of ups and downs constantly. And every month's the same, you know, the first week's excitement, the second week it's making other people excited. The third week, there's always generally a dip. Everyone's feeling a little bit flat because the week, the month seems long. And then the final week it picks back up and, you know, so there's always this kind of like ups and downs throughout the month. Um, But I think we kind of came into lockdown. There was a lot of fear, you know, of the unknown. Um, and now we're experiencing fear of, again, the unknown as we're coming out of lockdown. So there's kind of been all of that. But I would say generally, I um, I was just excited about my business throughout this period, just because of what it is that we do and, and, and the opportunity that we offer. So um, it's just made me a bit more focused with it I'm finding the whole process a lot easier because I think that we all are proving now that we're actually all very capable of running our businesses from home so I'm definitely a lot more efficient with my time and my process you know something that would normally take me four hours to you know get dressed up and get in my car and drive to an event and host uh, you know a presentation and then talking to people and circulating and working the room and then driving home and getting home at like midnight or something you know that is now taking me on average between 12 and 16 minutes with my pajama bottoms on you know so I think that I'm more relaxed because I've got probably a nicer work-life balance but I'm more driven because of, of seeing how much more efficiently I can work and the results that that is that is bringing you know yeah but you're in multi-level marketing you yeah. work for a company called Arbon, and yeah. just tell us a bit about how you got into that and what that looks like for you right now. Yeah. So basically, I would say, like to me, this is one of the smartest, most simple business models out there and probably the most misunderstood. Um, I would say that it is a business that nobody goes out looking for. Nobody plans to do this. You know, my professional background is actually digital marketing. And I was uh, once digital marketing director managing the L'Oreal portfolio. So I had a very corporate career and then obviously started a family. And well, frankly, there is no such thing as a healthy work-life balance as an employee. So I was kind of forced to make that decision. I was at that crossroads. Do I fast forward with my career or do I be a stay-at-home mum? And so I chose to be at home with my kids. And, um, you know, I was always looking for something. I'm a very driven person, but when you've got three small children, the opportunities don't come knocking, you know, (laughs) it's really hard to find an opportunity to make millions, you know, when you've got three kids and you have the expectation to be that stay at home mum, to provide, you know, that, that home, you know, loving, you know, nurturing lifestyle, which, and I don't regret being at home with my kids. I've absolutely loved this journey. But for me, when this opportunity was presented, I was just like, I've hit the jackpot. You know, I, to me, I just felt like I had finally found the vehicle that was going to, you know, allow me to live the life of my dreams. You know, I literally just saw a way to make an incredible income. Um, you know, this is an opportunity which requires a really strong work ethic to be successful in it, like anything. But if you are prepared to do what it takes, this, this business can absolutely transform your life. You know, and what I love about it is it really is open to everybody i'd say probably the majority of people in my team are professionals and working full-time and see this actually as an opportunity to build additional income or perhaps offer them a bit more choice and flexibility you know by having that additional income coming in but essentially multi-level marketing is just um you know, we're part of something called the Direct Selling Association. It's a massive, massive industry. There are thousands of brands. Arbonne are actually in the top 20 brands globally. They've got a very incredible 40-year Swiss heritage, incredibly premium, and it's all about health and well-being, which of course is big at the moment. You know, the health and wellness industry is a $4.2 trillion industry, so it's massive. And, you know, essentially, the Direct Selling Association is just an alternative to traditional retail. So rather than the average consumer buying their products, from the high street they buy direct from the manufacturer they can save a lot of money in the process because they're cutting out those middlemen but the way that people actually generate income from this is um multi-level marketing companies don't tend to invest in advertising marketing retailer markups all of that sort of thing instead they pay people to make recommendations on their behalf you know so it's just a word of mouth referral business um you there are several ways you can make money you know i i own a website people can buy products from my shop or I can teach other people to also build their own businesses with this and in doing so I get paid uh, a percentage of all those transactions that go through because I make that referral and so when I started this business 
I didn't necessarily have that business mind. I think I always had the very entrepreneurial mind, but I didn't know business. But when I actually heard how, how much money you could make with this, I am an absolute believer. If one person can do it, then anybody can do it. You know, it's just work ethic that's going to, you know, set you apart from that. And I was prepared to learn. I was prepared to do the do. And um, yeah, in four years, my business has just exceeded all my expectations you know it's it's changed our lives dramatically and um, the thing about it is you know the more you see it working you more you understand the compound effect the more success you see other people having and you know the, the bigger your vision and your excitement and your passion gets to want to grow it so um, what would you say to people who are skeptical I imagine you come across a lot of skeptics some people might like it to <laughs> Um, some people might liken it to a pyramid scheme or anything like that what would you say to those people who are skeptical who want something else in their lives sorry it depends who I'm talking to and if I'm if I'm feeling cheeky or not if somebody asks me um you know because I have I've been in situations where I've been at parties where I've literally felt attacked you know I've actually had somebody kind of you know really accuse me of being part of that you know pyramid scheme of a cult of ripping it's funny how off. passionate they get about it as well isn't it I can't believe how passionate some people get you know about wanting to kind of tear down somebody else's business and they don't really know what it is and so to those people I tend to just ask questions you know so I might say to them uh, God, I, God, I had, I had no idea. Just what, what's a pyramid scheme, you know? And then I literally wait for the silence because here's the thing: anybody that actually understands what a pyramid scheme is would never compare it to the Direct Selling Association. So that's my kind of devil's advocate sort of situation. I'll, I'll let them kind of, you know drown themselves with that one first of all um but if i'm being you know less passive aggressive and more you know <laughs> constructive in my conversations then i will literally just kind of explain you know pyramid schemes were made illegal in the 80s they don't even exist anymore um they were just schemes where people would invest lots of money you know the money traveled up the people at the top that got in first would make a fortune um and there were people at the bottom that were losing a fortune people were losing their houses it, you know as a massive contributor to a big financial crisis you know you know that's why they were made illegal the direct selling association is a, is a governing bodied organization you know it's got such strict sort of constant monitoring to make sure it's it's very legit you know there are it's just a really smart way for just average people to be able to generate their own income. It's an opportunity for absolutely everybody to literally make recommendations and earn some commission from that company, um, which can help them in either saving money on products or building a fortune or, you know, they can take it as much as they want to. When it comes to kind of risk, the cost actually to set up an Arbonne business is £30. Now, some people might see that as a risk. I personally don't. I would spend that on lunch, you know, and I just sort of think I don't understand why people kind of have that kind of view. And again, I would ask people, where, why do you think that? Where have you even heard this from? You know, there is literally nothing to lose um, with an Arbonne business. There is no kit to buy. There's no stock to carry. There's no, you know, there's no money to lose. You literally get all of your pay from the company that in turn pays you for recommending it to other people and teaching other people to become successful with it so there's nothing to lose with but this. i think there's a difference isn't there there is a difference between someone like you who is so driven you know there's something inside of you that wants to make this a success there is something inside of you that has created the team that you've got you've got what nearly a thousand people in your in your team yeah. Yeah. And there is a difference between someone then running with it, thinking that this is easy money and I'll just do a little bit on the side and not really care about it that much. And that is the difference between someone earning almost nothing to the position that you're in. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing, right? Most people will not reach the top of a network marketing company. Fact. Just like most people will not become the CEO of the company they work at, you know, that is just life you know not everybody is going to get to the top of their game that's just the reality of the professional world but you know for me i always say to anybody that joins my business i have one non-negotiable factor if i'm going to work with that person and that is that they must read 
they must learn, you know, and if they don't read, then I've got no interest in working with them because that basically says to me, they're not prepared to learn what it takes to become successful in this. The people that generally are not successful in network marketing and don't see any sort of success are the people that think they can do it without learning how to do it. And there's a huge skill involved in you know, the psychology of people, in, in sales, in um, leadership more than anything, you know, and it's not something that you can just jump into, think you can buy a site for 30 quid and suddenly become super successful. You have to learn those skills. And for me, the strongest way to keep learning is just to keep on reading and never stop reading. You know, I am absolutely believer if you're not growing you are dying and you know you've got to keep on growing if you want to see success so that is like my number one if you don't do that you're not and you share anything. that with your team don't you you have you have your uh you, you take in what you can you you, yeah. you share it with your team but you also give your team the ability to share what they've learned as well with others yeah. is that right it's so inspiring because you know i never want to be the only leader in my team you know my goal is to just rise up leaders you know that is my goal you know always you're teaching other people leadership skills when I started this business I didn't I probably had something in me that was probably had natural leadership but everything I've learned is from experience and reading and surrounding myself by other leaders um you know so when somebody joins like like I say if I if I speak to them I have regular kind of like strategy sessions and coaching calls and if they haven't read I'm like okay red flag they're not in this they're not taking this seriously they're not doing it and that's the real shame of this industry and it's probably the biggest contributor to what gives it a bad name is the people that don't take the time to do it properly that go off and do it badly and then don't see success and so the cycle begins but if you speak to anybody that takes the time to properly understand this industry read the books learn about wealth management multiple income you know all of these sorts of things they will see what a no-brainer the network marketing industry really is so yeah that's I mean, knowing you as I do, and I know how passionate you are in Arbonne, has there been a particular time in the past four years where you've just gone, forget this, I just don't want to be here? Do you know what? I can honestly say I've never, ever in four years, ever thought about quitting. That's never happened. But I do have a lot of days where I'm just like, oh my God, is this ever, ever going to end? Oh, this is going bad. And you have those days where you feel yourself of doubt and you start to lose yourself and you start to forget how you forget your own power. And suddenly, you know, and I'll have days even four years ago, like I've forgotten how to do, what, what is it I do again? You know, and you just forget everything. But honestly, those cycles come where I slack on my self-development. It's always, it's, it always goes back to that reading. If you stay plugged into learning, those days are far and few between. But as soon as you know, because one of the key things is, you know, you get into massive activity, your business is absolutely thriving, you're working with people, you're, you know, you're never off the phone. You know, sometimes we can prioritize that over that self-development, over the miracle morning, over the reading before bed, over the sound clouds, you know, instead we make the calls in the car as opposed to listening. And very quickly, that can really affect your mindset, which then in turn can make things drop. Now, I absolutely believe in this industry, probably more than others, everything is energy. So when I'm having those days, I will stay the hell away from my team because I don't ever want to put that onto them. So those are the days they don't get voice notes. They don't see me on Facebook. <laughs> they don't see me anywhere. And as soon as I lift myself out of that and I can get myself back in a high, you know, frequency state and I've got my energy again, you know, and I've probably read something, probably listened to a bit of Esther Hicks or, you know, then I'm straight away back on there. I want to just spread that energy and that excitement and that belief into everybody else. But I will stay away from people when I'm having those dips when I'm, yeah. when I'm on the boys. How did, you know, how did you get into this? Because there you are at L'Oreal and you've clearly got a pretty intense working job and you get married and you have three children. What was it that I, you know, I imagined that you would want something sort of to occupy your mind from going from corporates to doing the, the sort of family work. There comes a time with most people where they say, okay, now I, I'm happy to do pretty much looking after the kids or I'm happy to kind of split that time and do some work. What, mm. what was that transition for you? How did that, how did that work for you? So I actually, um, you know, when I think about it, when I look back at every job I've had, it's all led me to be where I'm at. I've picked up skills from every single part to kind of help me with, with what I'm doing now. And actually when I, I left my marketing job, 
obviously when we started our family and um, I set myself up as a blogger um, and that was probably six months after leaving the corporate world and it was purely a creative outlet you know one of the parts I loved of my job was the creative writing I love product I love um, luxury gift guides you know I loved reading those and so I wanted to write with them and I also loved you know the liaising and the negotiating with brands you know if you give me this then I'll I'll give you a great write-up here you know and I loved that kind of side of things so I just carried on doing that I set myself a blog it was about um uh, it was called Scarlet and Me and it was about my my daughter and it's all luxury products, you know, with the ultimate kind of packing your nappy bag and all this sort of thing. And it just started to really take off. And then I actually started writing for the Huffington Post and for Cosmopolitan just because I was able to use my skills. But even when I was working on the Huffington Post, I just, all I could see was that was an opening and that was an opportunity to work with even bigger and better brands because I had a better platform to be able to offer. So that was what excited me more than probably the actual creative writing and it was actually when I was writing for the Huffington Post that the opportunity to work with Arbonne came about because their PR agency asked me to get in touch look at their products which literally blew me away I mean I am not exaggerating when I say I've tried everything but this anti-aging skincare literally blew me away and I wrote the most glowing review that went out on the Huffington Post I think nearly 98 million subscribers probably wow. sold thousands of these things um, but had no idea of this industry, had never heard of network marketing, had never heard of direct selling. And you know, and that's the other big misconception about this. We are selling stuff all day, every day. You know, every single blogger that turns their nose up to network marketing, that's all you're doing is selling products for other people to make money for yourself. So why wouldn't you go that step further to because it's a smarter move you know every single person that recommends product every single person that recommends a skybox and gets a 25 pound marks and spencer's voucher i don't even know if they still do that but you know everyone's doing it anyway and yet why they don't you know look at this uh, is beyond me but yeah it's something that we're all doing anyway and so that's kind of how it happened i actually already fell in love with the products then i met somebody completely by chance at a children's party who um asked me to take a look at this business um, I did actually ignore her for over two months, I have to say. I'm, I'd be lying if I said I jumped straight in. Because I think like everybody, we, we say no before we say yes. I think we all make up our minds before we know all the information. But I'm just so grateful that this person, Nina, actually persevered with me. She obviously recognized something you know, in me that could be successful with this. She carried on messaging me. She said, look, I'm not asking you to do this. I'm asking you to hear about it. So I was like, fine, come and tell me what it is. But even that takes a big leap because I think when you've associated it with something and you're thinking, that's it, they're trying to get me in, it's a solid no, that it's rare that questions get answered and you become curious about it so it doesn't surprise me at all that it took you two years to kind of just go say okay I'll come to this yeah. chat that you you want me yeah. to come to well the truth is I just really liked her and that's another massive thing because what really um, I was impressed with Nina so Nina is now I mean incredibly successful within this company and um we were at a children's party it was a two-year-old's party I mean for any mums listening to this they're all I mean it's savage these things are savage and so you don't go there with any expectations of having a good time but in walks Nina looking absolutely fabulous you know she was always on her a-game even at a two-year-old's party and so I was just impressed by her you know everything about her the way she presented herself the way she she spoke the, the you know the energy that she had and so actually the time I ignored her was really for no other reason than life just getting in the way, you know, and it was low priority. So eventually when she, I did say, okay, listen, it was because I liked her and I thought I'm just going to give her a chance. But 20 minutes later, I, I was all in. I was, I was an album consultant, but this is something else I say to my team, you know, with the very nature of this business, you don't know when you're going to meet that next absolute superstar that you can help with this industry. So always be on your A game, whether you are going to the supermarket, whether you're taking the dog for a walk, be your best self always, because you just don't know when opportunity is going to present itself. And you just wanted a little bit of extra cash for a cleaner, didn't you? Yeah, it's really funny. I think I'm a little bit of um, just an all round contradiction because I've always been one of those people with a massive goal, a massive vision. And then at the same time, I don't know, maybe it's a lack of belief that it could happen to me or me. I, I don't know. Or maybe it's that I never wanted to put so much pressure on myself to go for that. So I've always been someone to shoot low. <laughs> 
and then smash it and feel great that I've smashed it rather than shoot for the sky and miss it. So when I set up my business, even though I knew what you could get from this, I actually set myself a goal of earning enough money to pay for a weekly cleaner. But you know, the irony was I went straight into this guns blazing, um, gave it my all for this weekly cleaner. And actually, you know, and this is something else I train everybody on is the power of the mindset. Always stretch your vision because if you are that way inclined, if you do have that strong work ethic, you're probably working as hard as the millionaire next door. It's just their vision and their mindset is so much bigger than yours. And so if you can grow that and match that with your work ethic, that's when the magic happens. So yeah, I was working my absolute ass off for this 200 quid to get the cleaner. But then as soon as my vision started to grow, I carried on working at the same pace, but the results were very different. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I had this same conversation with uh, my coach and he, he just said, the only difference between you and me is I've been doing it longer and I've got more confidence. And it's true, you know, the more you can stretch yourself and the more you achieve that sort of sphere of belief increases and increases. Mm -hmm. But if you just pick yourself up and say, right, okay, well, I'll just do this for the cleaner. And actually yeah. the fact that you got the money for the cleaner gave you the confidence to say, oh, this really does work for me. This is, yeah, this is yeah. where I can take this. Um, yeah. You suddenly get into that sort of mindset that this is something that is going to be tough, but you yeah. can do it. Well, I read a book, uh, so it was exactly at this point, I read a book called The Secret Minds of a Millionaire by T. Harv Ecker. And um, that was the penny dropping moment for me that I just was not thinking big enough. I was doing the do, I was getting the skills, I was very coachable, I was reading the books, I was absolutely going for it. But that book stopped me from thinking of the cleaner and started made me think of the yachts, you know, okay. and that, that was the difference. As soon as that mind went, suddenly everything just grew exponentially. Yeah. Okay. If a bunch of people listening to this podcast are considering multi-level marketing or they're in multi-level marketing in whatever business, whatever company that they're in, what piece of advice would you give them to say, right, these are the mistakes that I've made and this is how I've got through them? So my first piece of advice is never quit. Like literally, it's the only way to fail in this business. There is, there's nothing else you can do. You can't do anything wrong, okay? The only way to fail is to quit. So never quit. I honestly believe that every single piece of work you do with this, every minute you put in, every SoundCloud you listen to, every message you send, every training you attend, I mean, every ounce of work you put into this business will come back to you. You just don't know what, when or where or how or what it's going to look like. But I really do believe that, you know, with self-development, with sticking with this, you know, understanding the compound effect, knowing that every conversation is just another seed sown, then you just, you just keep on going. And we have so much training on, you know, a lot of people will try and pull you down from this because there is so many misconceptions about this industry and, and those people don't know what this is, okay? So my advice to you in, in that sense is um, something that uh, one of the, the top income earners in this company actually said to me, he said, never take financial or business advice from anybody that doesn't have or is where you wanna be. And he said, so unless you're flying into my garden in your helicopter, do not even think about telling me what I should be doing with my business. And I, you know, from that point on, you know, and I do say this to people early on because people are going to kind of say to you, Oh no, I know Sally down the road that did this and she lost, you know, 12 pounds, you know? So it's just, it's so such silly things. So I would just say, be ready for that. Be prepared for that. Know that these people are only covering their own insecurities and their own fears. These are the people that gave up on their own dreams. You know, they're saying it to protect you. They might be saying it because they love you or they might be saying it because they're jealous, sick. Either way, don't listen to it stay completely true to your focus, to your goals, to why you said yes to this. Every single day, remember why you are doing this business, because that is always going to get you through those tough days. But on another note, it's going to help you grow your business, because when you can say in 60 seconds flat why you are doing this business, that is why people join you. So just always have at the tip of your tongue, I know exactly where I'm going with this, and that is what people want to come to. We always say people follow someone who knows where they're going. So that's the most important thing. You mentioned you can't make any mistakes in this business, but looking back and having in, you know, the, the luxury of hindsight, what would you say uh, has been your biggest mistake uh, 
when you started up the business all the way through to now? Uh, is, is there something that you can pinpoint to say, actually, I should have done this in a different way? I honestly think that with absolutely every situation, good or bad, always, always, always try and take responsibility of it. Even if that person is so in the wrong, it's laughable, try and take responsibility of it because that's how you're going to learn from it. So I have sent some terrible messages to people, you know, because I just had no idea. I mean, I probably made it sound like a scam because I was just excited <laughs> and didn't know all the, you know, didn't know the ins and outs um, and got some really, really shocking and rude responses. And I was so devastated because I just thought, I just wanted you to do this because I thought it was going to help you, you know, and, and getting that back, it, it can really knock your confidence. But I took responsibility of it and I would look at the message I sent and be like, well, no wonder she thought that because I said that. So I do honestly think, um, I haven't made any massive clangers to be fair, but just learn, you know, look at every single mistake as an opportunity to learn something from it and be able to make it better next time, you know, and share your mistakes with other people because that's so powerful. We did a training the other night, uh, myself and all of the other top owners in the team, we literally shared our worst responses, the worst messages we'd sent, you know, and you know, it was, it was comforting to everybody. We're all human. You know, every single person that jumps into this business has no idea how to do it there's no course you can take there's no degree you can have you know you literally learn as you go all you need is as long as you are coming from a place of love as long as you are genuinely thinking about how this opportunity can benefit that person not just yourself then you really can't do anything wrong yeah you can sharpen your skills but honestly you're never going to run out of people you know, to be able to speak to. So if you mess it up there, just go and speak to somebody else, you know. So I genuinely just, I suppose, don't really look at them as mistakes. Probably the one thing I would change is I would do it a damn sight quicker, you know, because there are, there are points in this business where you can get quite comfortable. And, you know, we always say that's the kiss of death, you know, don't get too comfortable because then you can slip out of growth mode. Um, and I've had, I've had some comfortable times. So I would probably just say, knowing what I know now, as I'm on the cusp of reaching the top of this company, um, I probably could have done this two years ago. And, and where would I be now? But then, at but the I, same think, time, I, I think, I think luxury, like the hindsight gives you that luxury of how and gives you that instruction manual of how to do it. I think anyone who has a business that is getting into that sort of successful arena, whatever success looks like for that particular person, they then can look back down back back in their lives and say I could have done that in a much shorter period of time and here's the instruction manual to get you there but it's always and this is what I have discussions with my clients is you know they're like well how do I get here how do I get to this next place and it's it's not about it's it's not about the how it's about the belief and the understanding that it's going to be tricky and there are going to be many mistakes that you're going to make along the way and it's about how you recover from those mm. mistakes mm. and just listening to what you said about you know your times of sending the text messages and the responses that you get it's not about necessarily sending that text message it's about how you recover from that yeah. both in your mindset and with that particular person anyway so tell me more about your leadership um how would you describe your style? Um, for me, it's just about always, always going first. You know, in this business as well, we always say, and, and, and if anybody ever hears, um, you know, a, a business presentation or they see something online, nearly every single leader that speaks will always say, I'm an independent consultant and a regional vice president, you know, and that's the reason that is so important is because before anything else, we are still consultants, just like that person that set their business up yesterday, you know, and I think that that's really important that you never lose sight of actually just doing the do yourself, because to me, you know, that's one of the big difference between a leader leader and a manager is that you are still grassroots and you know a leader inspires and that's why you always need to just make sure you are always you know in the trenches that you are still absolutely doing what you need to do and people will watch and learn from that rather than you telling them what to do and how to do it um, I always make sure that I'm the first to have read that book so I can share it on on our team page um, I make I know that people are waiting for me you know if there's a certain new thing that we're doing I know I need to do it first to show them how to do it I, I know to you know one of our golden rules is never wind down you know wind up praise down you know so that I'm never spreading kind of negativity on other people. Um, and so to always just keep that incredible culture and that community and that positivity. It, it, it's interesting because you can spot, you can spot a fraud 
a mile off you know the people that pretend they're doing the do because they know that's what they need to say but they're not really you know and you can spot the people who are still doing it and just people will follow them regardless they're not even trying to to get followers you know but in this business generally the people that help people the most are the best paid the the most influential uh, you know and they're coming from a place of just leading with love yeah and so who who would you say is a leader that inspires you it doesn't have to be someone you you know necessarily but if you could choose one particular person that sort of just really inspires you and why there's lots of people within my industry that I would you know kind of look at and just think I just I just want to be you god I'd love to be able to light up a room like you do um you know so there's lots of people there but that's probably of no interest to anyone listening they have no idea who they are so if I was thinking like mainstream who I've always think wow you know that's a leader um coming straight to my would probably be like Barack Obama you know like literally somebody that you know people choose to follow rather than they have to follow yeah you know it's like when you even look because i follow him on instagram i for some reason follow a lot of american <laughs> american history and politics <laughs> i don't know how that happened on my instagram feed um, but i'm quite into all of that and um you know it's just every single thing he leads with you can feel the sincerity and you can feel the love and you can feel the influence he carries because he's coming from a place of absolute integrity and you know that everything he says he believes in and he'd be prepared to do himself before he tells somebody else to do it and that to me is like you know it's where somebody is choosing they're not forced they're choosing to follow that person and I just think yeah he's he's probably the full ticket with that. Yeah, I think a lot of people that we admire in life um, and see as leaders have alignments in our in our own core values. What would you say are your core values that you bring to your business? Um, I've always thought my, 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 my skill is I really feel like I'm quite good at breathing belief into people. I'm quite good at being able to talk to somebody on Zoom like this and having like a coaching session and really helping that person see the potential in themselves and I can feel that energy by the end of that call they might come on just going oh, I just don't know how to get started and I've spoken to my mom and she you know and then by the end of it like yeah I can do this I can do this you know and so that makes me feel amazing and then you know the lucky devil that gets the call after because by that point I am like totally pumped you know so I totally feed up other people's energy but like I said I just think the whole thing is energy so I know if I'm in a good vibrational state myself I know I can really instill that in other people and I think that's why I've always had a strong team because I really do stay plugged in to the people that are committed I've always said I'll support your commitment with my support and if somebody is like I really want this I'm really prepared to do what it takes and I am I am there by their side and you know the more often I can speak to them and keep instilling that belief in themselves until they've got their own belief in themselves you know I think that's probably quite a core value that I can can give to other people do you have rituals that you do every day or, or say to yourself every day or do you have that that kind of pumps you up in the morning? Do you have like a vision board or things that you look at? What do you do? I am... Um... <laughs> That's a work in progress, basically. Okay. That's, my, that's my aim to have that every single day. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've opened Miracle Morning, Hal Elrod, and then like closed it at that 5 a.m. start. And then, you know, so I absolutely know that the strongest start to your day is to wake up with gratitude, to say your affirmations, to write your goals, to write your vision story. I know all of this. And every morning, every morning, I'm like, let's do it today. And I get a child or a dog or anything. You know, so it's finding that time. But I really do try to at least do my gratitude every single day. That's kind of like my, my non-negotiable. I always try to get that in because I know the, the power of gratitude. Um, to have that daily ritual, I think is super, super crucial, but it is obviously that practical living to kind of make it really work. I have vision boards. I absolutely believe in the power of being able to visually see it. I also have lists of like my goals for 2020 that are on my dressing table so I can see it. I say to everybody in my team when they're going for a big goal to put it on the screensaver of their phone, to put it on post-it notes on their fridge, you know, and to never lose sight of what it is that you're shooting for and remembering why you're doing it. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really important to have that but no it's a work in progress to remember to do it every single day but I know the value of it when you do um we are nearly done I want to ask you a few quick fire round questions but before that I just want to end this discussion on a productive and positive note by asking you like what are you most proud of and why are you most proud of it 
Do you know what? Um, I think I think as a woman that had to give up her career, I am so proud today to have my own financial independence. Um, you know, having built a business as a team of one to having, you know, over a thousand people and turning over over $170,000 in a month and being able to, you know, with my kids, they wanted, they wanted some new Nike trainers. I was like, I've got this, let me get those for you. You know, and I know that's so silly, you know, but I've never been in that position to, to, to do that. You know, um, even when you're working, I, I really think that as, as an employee, especially, and you've got a set salary, generally we all live to our means. So, you know, that money is pretty much always accounted for before it even hits your bank. And with an opportunity where you control how much you get paid every month, um, you know, cause it is completely effort based. I know if I can bust a gut, then I can have an incredible paycheck. And to be able to provide that for my family and for my children to kind of see that mummy paid for that you know that that makes me feel really good um probably the biggest moment in my life which is probably gonna make me well up a little bit now I don't even know if I've said this to you but um my little girl Anastasia who was four at the time she's five now I was going for a massive goal which I missed and um she said to me she said mummy you are just like Barbie and so my immediate thing was like, well, thank you very much, darling. You know, thinking <laughs> it must be my, you know, tiny waist and my massive boobs and my, you know, platinum blonde hair, which if, if anyone listens to this on audio, that is not me. Um, and then she said, because Barbie never quits and neither do you. And oh, I couldn't funny. believe, oh my God, I, every time I even say it out loud, it just completely makes me well up. But I couldn't believe such tiny little eyes had already seen that, you know, and that's, that's what I'm trying to instill in my children. You know, my mum, bless my mum, but this is a generational thing. She said to me, you know, just get a job in an office. She, she said, don't even do A-levels, which I did do, but she said, don't, you don't need to do A-levels, just do a secretarial course. So you can get a job in an office. And when you're in that office, you will meet a man and then he'll look after you forever. You know, <laughs> and she genuinely believed that. Now the irony is me and my sisters all met our husbands <laughs> in the office at work. So it's a bit like, oh, but you know, that was kind of how I was brought up to believe that that's norm. You know, that's that's yeah, the because they, they, they had that generational view from their parents. That was, yeah. And um, what a great note to end on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just fire these quick questions at you and then that will be it. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, I've probably already thrown it out there, which was um, my, it was the uh, Ian Pritchard's, you know, never take financial advice. Although my dad, <laughs> this is going to be a bit rogue, right? But this, this has stayed with me forever. My dad has always said, just imagine every single car on the road is an idiot. And that has stayed with me for life. You know, I've always been such a cautious driver as a result of that. I've always kept a good distance. And it is something that I think, you know, you can actually apply to life because if you always, you're always ready for the accident, for the crash, for the car to pull out, for that person to do this, for that person to say that, and you're always prepared and ready, then you're always going to kind of, you know, prevent something from happening and so I've always sort of lived by that I've always made sure I've stayed two cars away in life with everything so yeah <laughs> in life in life I'm two cars not two weeks away two cars, cars away, away from you <laughs> uh, what are you currently reading I am currently reading Esther Hicks ask and it shall be given which I am loving have you read it I haven't read it. It's a bit woo-woo. Um, right. It's obviously all law of attraction, but um, it's actually, it's almost written by, um, so you've got Esther and Jerry Hicks, who are a married couple that put this book together, but she's actually channeling um, the source of energy, Abraham. So it's not physically them speaking. It's almost like a spirit that has written the book. I mean, it's a bit crazy, but I am loving it and Esther Hick does lots of meditation videos and all sorts of that's like my next when I'm doing my miracle morning that is my absolute that is your like, next thing I wasn't going to ask you this but I will ask you this considering what we discussed uh if you had a yacht what would you call it oh oh I don't know it would probably be like after it's, it's something to do with my kids names it would probably be they've all got very beautiful names so I'd have to we've got Savannah Scarlett and Anastasia so it would be something Some sort of around I that. think you need to I mean you need to come up with that because if you're going to be buying yachts and having me on board uh, we, <laughs> we, we need to have a focus 
<laughs> well, do you know what? Right? And this is another really key thing about goals and visions is um, it's all very well kind of wanting to have this, but you've got to know how much it costs so you can actually make a proper business plan mentally about how you're going to do it. And I sat down with my sister to be like, right, so the thing is, I think I'd quite like a yacht. Let's go through this. And she talked me out of getting a yacht because she was like the maintenance, the amount you're going to use it, this and the other. So I've actually ruled out actually buying one. And the goal is just to be able to jump on one whenever I want to. So <laughs> that was see. my goal with you. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll do that together. Okay, we'll do that fine. Together. You know, but, but that was another thing. So yeah, you know, and that's how your visions evolve when you start properly looking into what is it you really want? You know, when she was like, do you actually want a yacht? Are you actually are you planning on sailing this thing? I was like, no, I just want to party on it. She was like, well, why would you want to buy it? Then why don't you just, you know, rent it? And I was like, oh, great. And, and then it's putting together that specific vision plan, you know, so it's, it's adjusting it all the time. I love that. So your mission in life is... My Clearly mission not having life, a yacht, <laughs> aside from being on a yacht, is, um, you know, I, I honestly just want a life of just total choice and freedom. I love, you know, the sense of fulfillment that I get from my business. And I can't imagine ever not doing it. But ultimately, it's just to be able to spend time with the people I love the most and just be present you know and just really appreciate every second of every day and um and that's the goal and you know we, we always say that there's no balance in finding balance so right now that's where i'm at you know i don't have the balance today because i'm working my butt off to to build the balance but i'm very close to it and it's just a short-term pain to live a life of total choice and freedom so that's where i'm at oh that's lovely and your final question is what has being so driven given you um, choice, you know, right now, I, I, you know, I have some people that say to me, God, you just, you know, you work really hard. And it's like, yeah, on my terms with who I want to work with, you're going to have to work hard doing whatever you're going to do if you want to see results. But I work for myself. I've got this power, you know, so it is that choice of what I've built up. If I want to take a week off, if I want to be able to, you know, not do anything today, if I want to be able to do everything with my children, you know, if I, if the, if the school phones, I don't have to speak to a boss. I'm literally, yeah, I'll be there, you know, and it is having that complete freedom and flexibility that I've already got, but I just want, I just want a bit more of it. <laughs> with a better On card. that note, <laughs> Faye Jacobs, you are such an inspiration to so many people, including myself. I absolutely love talking to you. I love our chats. Um, and it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I've absolutely loved this. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Faye is such a breath of fresh air. Just spending time with her, you feel energised. She brings with her a wealth of experience in the multi-level marketing industry and from what was only meant to be some extra change for a cleaner turned out not only to be a business that is booming after four years but a life where she is able to do the things that she wants to do with her family, work from home, go on holiday and gives her that all-important purpose in her work. I rarely come across people who are so passionate about their job, but Faye has worked hard to make sure that she has the balance. After listening to the podcast again, I have picked out some key points that really stood out to me. Number one, if one person can do it, then anyone can do it. It's just mindset that sets you apart. Ain't that the truth? Number two, what are you willing to do to change your life dramatically? Faye talks about the compound effect, being focused on doing the do, rinse and repeats. Some days you're going to love doing your job and feel on top of the world and other days you'll wonder why you even bother. But it's those days that are the most important. It's those days that create momentum and not only push you, but give you the additional wealth and knowledge and make you that much more resilient and unique in your craft. Number three, the strongest way to keep learning is to keep reading. If you are not growing, you are dying. Faye recommends learning about wealth management and multiple income streams. Number four, energy. Energy is everything. Faye knows when she's having a low energy day and makes a conscious decision not to throw that vibe into her team. As she says, she steps away. Number five, Look at every mistake as an opportunity to learn and share your mistakes with others. Number six, 
Faye is a big believer on leaders should go first. In the multi-level marketing world, you can be a regional vice president, but always an independent consultant first. At the root of any multi-level marketer, you are essentially a consultant. Never lose sight of doing the do yourself. For Faye, the difference between a manager and a leader is a leader understands and practices at grassroots level and inspires, rather than a manager that tells people what to do and is expecting the team to be inspired to do it. Number seven, always work to be your best self. Look for opportunities that come along your way. You never know where they could be. They could be in the Starbucks, they could be in the supermarket, maybe even on a dog walk. Eight, stretch your vision. Faye believes the magic happens when you combine a great work ethic with the ability to stretch your vision. That is what is separating you from the multimillionaire next door. Number nine, if you are a multi-level marketer, never quit. You cannot fail. Every piece of effort that you put out there will come back to you. Understand again the compound effect. Every conversation is another seed sown. Just keep going. Number 10, for anyone who feels pulled down in the multi-level marketing world due to the high levels of misconception about the industry, Faye's advice is to check who is being negative around you. And as her leader has told her, never take financial or business advice from anyone who doesn't have or is where you want to be. I believe that to be the case for anyone who is out there taking a risk in life. If someone or a group of people are not riding your wave, if they are always bringing negative energy to you, ask yourself, are they taking the risk? Are they where I want to be? And if the answer is no, their opinion should have very little significance in your mission to create your own future. Number 11, every day remember why you said yes in the first place. It is so important to practice your vision. You are, as a business owner, taking a chance on your life, on your future for a reason. And when the times get tough, and they do, you can lose sight of the end goal. So it's vital to create a place where you see yourself in the future and remind yourself of that strong why every single day. Stay true to your focus and goals. Faye recommends knowing exactly where you want to go in your business. Having that 60 second pitch on the tip of your tongue will attract people. People will follow someone who knows where they are going. Number 12, and finally, have gratitude every day. A few times Faye mentions the Miracle Morning. I will have that and all the other books that she's mentioned in the show notes on my website. When you are truly grateful, you are wanting for nothing. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have ambition, but understanding what you have, especially in the time that we're going through at the moment, from the simplest of things like the air that we breathe and the water that we drink, feeling daily appreciation and gratitude really allows us to put everything that we want to achieve into perspective. I work on an exercise with my clients and believe this would be a good exercise for anyone that's listening out there. Write down 20 things that you want out of life, but with every other wanted item, you have to put down, write down an item that you want but already have. This is a sure, sharp way of allowing yourself to understand gratitude at the present while also setting yourself some goals. Well, that's it from me today. Thank you again to Faye Jacobs. I appreciate your time with me on the podcast. Please remember, if you are enjoying what you are hearing, to leave an honest review and rate me on iTunes. Let me know you have done it by clicking the Ask Serena button on my website, www.serenadodd.com forward slash podcast. That's www.serenadod.com forward slash podcast. And I will put you into a weekly draw to win my goal focus 30 day program, Mission 30. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. I hope you are taking lead of your day and making it so driven. Yeah.